الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we were now in the chapter of Tiyammum we discussed the first hadith last time in the chapter of at tayammum and that was the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhuma anna an-nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal u'titu khamsan lam yu'tahunna ahadun qabli nusirtu bi ru'bi masirata shahrin wa ju'ilat liya al-ardu masjidan wa tahura fa ayyuma rajulin adrakatu as-salah falyusalli this hadith where the prophet sallallahu mentioned that he was given five specific things that nobody else was given. And we mentioned that this does not mean he was only given five specific things. There were many more. But in this narration, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned five of them. And one of them, the point of the hadith was that the whole of the earth was made pure. All of the earth was made pure to pray and to make the wudu with. So whoever uh, the time of the prayer comes upon him, then let him pray. That was the first hadith. Uh, the second hadith now then, وفي حديث حذيفة عند مسلم, the hadith of حذيفة بن اليمان, uh, uh, narrated by Muslim, وجعلت لنا تربتها طهورا إذا لم تجد الماء, وعن علي رضي الله عنه عند أحمد, وجعل لي التراب طهورا, that the soil has been made a purifier, the soil has been made pure and a purifier if you can't find water. The soil is something that you can use for purification if water cannot be found. And in the narration of Ali radiallahu anhu in Ahmad, in the Musnad of Alimam Ahmad, that the soil has been made as a means of purification, something that you can purify, purify yourself with. So what does this hadith mean then? The Shaykh says, إِذَنْ لَا يَجُوزُ التَّيَمُّمْ إِلَّا بِالتُّرَابِ كَمَا وَرَدَ فِي الرِّوَايَةِ الْمُخَصِّصَةِ فَلَا يُتَيَمَّمُ عَلَى الرَّمَلْ وَلَا عَلَى الصَّبْخِ وَلَا عَلَى الْحِجَارَةِ لِأَنَّهَا لَيْسَتْ تُرَابًا فَالنَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول جُعْلَتْ لَنَا تُرْبَتُهَا طَهُورًا وفي لفظ آخر وَجُعْلَ لِي التُرَابُ طَهُورًا فَقَالُوا مِنْ لِلتَّبْعِيضَ وَمَعَنَاهُ أَنَّهُ لَا بُدَّ أَنْ يَمْصَحَ وَجْهَهُ وَكَفَّيْهِ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ أَمَّا الْحِجَارَ وَالرَّمَلُ وَمَا أَشْبَهَ ذَلِكَ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَعَلِّقْ شَيْءٌ مِنْهَا بِالْيَدْ فَلَا يَتَحَقَّقُ الْمَسْحُ مِنْهُ هَذَا هُوَ الْقَوْلُ الثَّانِي فِي الْمَسْأَلَةِ وَهُوَ الْأَحْوَطِ This is the second opinion the first opinion we mentioned in the last hadith the first opinion was any type of Ground you can use for tayammum. Any type of ground. Soil, sand, uh, like other types of muddy clay, whatever type of ground it might be, you can use all of that ground to make your tayammum from if it has some dust on it. Even rocks and stones, if the ground is made out of pebbles and rocks and stones, if there is dust on it, then you can make tayammum with it. That was the first opinion, al-qawl al-awwal. Al-Qawl al-Awwal was that. The first opinion, أَنَّ جَمِيعَ أَجْزَاءِ 
All of the parts of the earth which have some dust on them, whatever type it might be, then you can do the tayammum. The second opinion which is in these ahadith now, is that it is not any type of ground, but it is specifically the soil. Specifically something which has like the soil that you can put your hand onto and it comes off and you can rub then it must be that. That's what these narrations indicate, that's what they seem to specify. The reason being because the other types, for example rocks and stones, uh, those types, if you were to try to do ta'im among them, when you hit them, the rocks or the stones, there will be no, nothing on your hand. There will be no dust or anything on your hand that you rub. A rock and a stone is clean. When you hit the rocks and stones and those types of things, then you move your hands away to rub them, there's nothing actually there to rub. Whereas soil, if you put your hands into the soil and you come out, then you have soil on your hands that you can rub. So they say, because nothing sticks to your hands when you use these other types like rocks and stones, nothing sticks to your hand when you beat them, when you put your hands onto them. And that's why it can't be used, whereas, and that's the same with sand as well, sand too. Sand when it's very fine, soft sand, if you put your hands into it and lift them up, all of it just rolls off and none is left. So these types of items, the second opinion says you can't use them because when you put your hands into them and lift them up, there's nothing actually left on your hands to rub. Whereas the soil, that is specified in these narrations because when you put your hands into the soil, there will be parts of the soil that stick to your hands. And that's what you can then use to make the wiping with. وَخُلَاسَةُ الْقَوْلِ بِأَنَّ لِلْعُلَمَاءِ فِي هَذِهِ الْمَسْأَلَةِ قَوْلَيْنِ the summary therefore is that there are two opinions of the scholars in this issue. Al-Qawlu al-Awwal, anna umuma wajh al-ardi yatiyammamu bih, sawaan kanat sakhriya, aw turabiya, aw ramliya, aw gher thalik min jami'i wujuhi al-ardi. Sabiqa, what's sabiqa? Anybody know? Anybody found out? Khalas, the remainder of them. So it says that the first opinion is all parts of the ground, all parts of the earth, uh, whether it is rocky, whether it is rocky, or it is soil-like, or it is sand-like, all of these different types of surfaces you can make tayammum from. That's the first opinion. The second opinion, أن هذا خاص القول الثاني أن هذا خاص بالتراب تيمم is only with soil. ولكن القول الأول والله أعلم هو الأرجح. This is the opinion of Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, Allah Ta'ala, on the issue he mentions, that perhaps the first opinion, Allahu A'lam, is the stronger opinion, is the correct opinion. Which is that tayammum can be made from all different types of the ground, whether it is rocky or sandy or soily, all these different types of ground you can use for the tayammum. The Shaykh says, Allah A'lam, but that seems to be the stronger opinion. لِأَنَّ لُزُومُ الطَّهَارَ قَدْ يَكُونُ فِي أَرْضٍ لَيْسَ فِيهَا تُرَابٍ فِي أَرْضٍ صَخْرِيَّةٍ أَوْ رَمْلِيَّةٍ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ وَالنَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَأَصْحَابُهُ تَيَمَّمُوا فِي غَزْوَةِ تَبُوكَ مَا عَنَّ الطَّرِيقَ غَالِبُهَا بَيْنَ تَبُوكَ وَالْمَدِينَةِ رَمْلِيَّةٍ وَلَمْ so the Shaykh says there are different reasons for this because one of them being when a person needs to make the tayammum he might not have that soily type of ground where he is. 
He might be in a place where that particular type of ground doesn't exist. So then what's he supposed to do? If there's no water, there's no ground to make tayammum with, it's difficult. So the shaykh says, all of the earth would therefore be okay. And there is an example as well from the Prophet ﷺ and his companions when they uh, were in the battle of Tabuk in the way, on the way between Tabuk and Medina, it's very sand-like. It's desert, sandy. Yet they made tayammum. On the way it's narrated, they made tayammum. And there's no narration which says that they had carried some soil with them or something like that. So that must mean they must have used this sandy-like ground to make the tayammum from. And that is also because of the generality of the hadith which says, That all of the land has been made uh, something pure. All of the land has been made something pure to be able to use for tayammum. يَقُولْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم, The third hadith. Oh, sorry, not the third. The third point which is mentioned. أُحِلَّتْ لِي الْغَنَائِمُ وَلَمْ لِأَحَدٍ قَبْلِي This was part of the hadith. The specific things that were given to the Prophet ﷺ. One of them was the war booty. The war booty was given to me and that was not given to the others. This was one of the extra points. Uh, from the hadith uh, another one of the extra points from the hadith was كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يبعث إلى قومه خاصة والرسول محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بعث إلى الناس عامة that normally prophets and messengers would be sent to their people specifically whereas the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was sent to the people as a whole to the jinn and the humans and the fifth one was أنه أعطي الشفاعة والمراد بالشفاعة الخاصة به صلى الله عليه وسلم الشفاعة العظمى وهي أن الناس يوم القيامة إذا حشروا في سعيد واحد وطال عليهم الوقوف واشتد بهم الحر فإنهم يلتمسون من يشفع لهم إلى ربهم ليفصل بينهم ويستريحوا من الموقف On the day of judgment the fifth thing which the Prophet ﷺ has been given specifically is the intercession On the day of judgment he will make the intercession when the people are raised up for the resurrection or they have been resurrected and they are raised up, and the accountability and all those affairs is going to begin later, then when they have been raised up, and the difficulties of that day, they want somebody to make intercession for them with Allah, so that the accountability can begin, etc. So they look around to the different prophets, Adam salam, Nuh salam, Ibrahim salam, Musa salam, Isa salam. They go to all the prophets and messengers, but they all refuse. كل واحد من هؤلاء all of them, they make the excuse. Until they come to the Prophet Muhammad and he says, Ana laha, that I am the one. Then he bows down in prostration, falls down in prostration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then that's when that uh, uh, intercession is made, when Allah then says to him, to the Prophet that raise your head and ask you will be given, make the intercession and you will be given the intercession. So these are the other factors that the Prophet ﷺ was given. Altogether the five therefore mentioned in the hadith is, that all of the earth has been made pure, that the people were afraid of the Prophet ﷺ when they heard about him coming up to a distance of a month, that the uh, Prophet ﷺ was given the war booty, and the others were not before that, that he was allowed to take the war booty, 
And also that the Prophet ﷺ was sent to everybody as a whole, whereas previous Prophets and Messengers were sent to specific people, and that he was given the intercession specifically, whilst the other Prophets and Messengers could not do that or would not do that on the Day of Judgment. فَيُسْتَفَادُ مِنْ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ فَوَائِدْ عَظِيمًا الْفَائِدَةُ الْأُولَى فِيهِ فَضْلُ هَذَا الرَّسُولِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى سَائِرِ النَّبِيِّينَ وَفَضْلُ أُمَّتِهِ عَلَى سَائِرِ الْأُمَمِ لِقَوْلِهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أُعْطِيتُ خَمْسًا لَمْ يُعْطَهُنَّ نَبِيٌّ قَبْلِي Firstly, it indicates the virtue of the Prophet ﷺ. The virtue of the Prophet ﷺ over the other Prophets and Messengers. So we know he is the best of creation, the seal of the Prophets and Messengers and the best of them. And the virtue of this nation of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ over the other nations. Because they were favored with these five affairs that the previous nations were not. الفائدة الثانية فيه دليل على مشروعية التحدث بنعمة الله تعالى. It indicates the legislation of speaking about the blessings of Allah upon you and that is something legitimate to do. الفائدة الثالثة وهي التي ساق المصنف الحديث من أجلها أن فيه دليلا على مشروعية التيمم بدل الماء عند عدم وجوده أو العجز عن استعماله. The reason why the, the author mentioned this hadith was for this purpose which is that the hadith is an evidence that tayammum can be made when water cannot be found, or if it cannot be used for some reason. Al-mas'alatul rabi'ah, fi hadith dalilun ala anna tayammum rafi'un lil-hadith, wa laysa mubi'han lil-salah faqat, li'anna nabi sallam sammahu tahura. We mentioned the difference of opinion between the scholars, whether tayammum, it is something which is a direct substitute for tahara, of water. Meaning it removes the impurification from you. Or is it the case that the tayammum only temporarily allows you to worship? It only temporarily allows you to worship. The shaykh says the hadith seems to indicate, and that's a difference of opinion, but the shaykh says here the hadith seems to indicate that it removes the impurity completely, just like water. Because the Prophet ﷺ said the earth is tahura, a purifier. So it purifies. Al-Mas'alatu al-Khamisa Fi al-Hadithi dalilun ala annahu yajuzu tayammum bi jami'i wujuhi al-arda The Hadith also indicates that you can make tayammum with all types of surfaces. Whether it is soily or sandy or rocky, all types of ground, as long as there is some type of uh, dust which comes off it, as many of the scholars they say, then that is okay. المسألة السادسة فيه دليل على صحة الصلاة في جميع بقاع الأرض. There is an evidence that the prayer can be prayed everywhere on the earth. There are some exceptions. There is some exception. But generally speaking, generally speaking, all of the earth can be prayed upon. إلا ما استثناه الشرع من الأماكن كما سيأتي بيانه. There are some places where you can't pray, but that will come later on. فَإِنَّكَ إِذَا أَرَدْتَ أَنْ تُصَلِّيَ فِي أَيِّ مَكَانٍ فَالْأَصْلُ فِيهِ أَنَّهُ طَاهِرٌ وَلَا يَنْبَغِي لَكَ أَنْ تَتْرُكَ الْمَكَانَ بِحُجَّةٍ أَنَّهُ رُبَّمَا وَقَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ نَجَاسًا So if you wanted to pray, then all of the places are pure to pray. Generally. There are some exceptions we'll mention later. But all of the places generally are permissible to pray. And you shouldn't use the evidence that maybe if you're out somewhere, we can't pray on the ground here. What if there was some impurity here before? What if there was some impurity here before? That's not an excuse. All of the ground is pure and you can use it to pray.
Then after that, there is the hadith of Ammar ibn Yasir radiyallahu anhuma qal Ba'athani an-nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi hajah fa'ajnabtu falam ajdil ma' فتمرغت في الصعيد كما تمرغ الدابة ثم أتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فذكرت له ذلك فقال إنما كان يكفيك أن تقول بيديك هكذا ثم ضرب بيديه الأرض ضربة واحدة ثم مسح الشمال على اليمين وظاهر كفيه ووجهه متفق عليه ولفظ لمسلم إن this حديث عمار بن ياسر رضي الله عنهما says that the Prophet ﷺ sent me for some chore. He sent me to do some job. And whilst I was out on this journey or this chore, this job, I became in a state of the major impurity. The major impurity, Janaba. But I couldn't find any water. So I rolled around in the sand. I rolled around in the sand like an animal would roll around, like a, a cow or a sheep or something would roll around in the sand. Then I came to the Prophet ﷺ and I told him what I did. So the Prophet ﷺ said, it would have been enough just to hit your hands and to wipe and wipe the hands and the face. That would have been enough. There was no need to roll around in the sand everywhere. Because he thought, radiallahu anhuma, that he was upon janaba, ghusl, all the body. So he thought, maybe you have to do tayammum for the whole body. So he rolled around in the sand everywhere. But then the Prophet ﷺ said to him, it was enough just to make tayammum. So this is the hadith, we'll look at it now. Um, Ammar ibn Yasir, kunyatuhu Abu, uh, Abu al-Yaqadhan, kana min as-sabiqeen al-awwalina ila al-Islam. He was from the earlier uh, entrance into Islam. Uzziba fillahi huwa wa abuhu Yasir wa ummuhu sumiyya, hatta inna ummahu qutilat fi ta'zeeb. Him and his parents, they were punished until his mother was actually killed in that punishment. فَكَانَتْ أَوَّلُ شَهِيدًا فِي الْإِسْلَامِ So she was the first martyr of Islam, the mother of Ammar ibn Yasir. وَعَمَّارَ شَهِدَ الْمُشَاهِدَ الْمَشَاهِدَ كُلَّهَا مَعَ رَسُولَ سَلَّمْ He witnessed all of the events and the occurrences with the Prophet Sallam. وَعَاشَ بَعَدَ نَمْسَ سَلَّمْ حَتَّى اسْتُشْهِدَ فِي وَقْعَةِ صَفِينَ الَّتِي وَقْعَةِ بَيْنَ عَلِي وَأَهْلِ الشَّامِ And he lived after the Prophet Sallam uh, which occurred between Ali and the people of Sham, uh, Ali radiallahu anhu and the people of Sham. Wahuwa kana fi jayshi Ali, he was in the army of Ali at the time. Uh, and the Prophet ﷺ did say regarding that death of his, that the oppressive uh, party will kill you. So this was Ammar ibn Yasir. He says that the Prophet ﷺ sent me to do something and I became in a state of janaba uh, because of a wet dream. Because of a wet dream, he became in a state of janaba, And he says, so I didn't find any water. So I rolled around in the, uh, in the sand. Or in the, uh, in the ground. I rolled around in the ground, just like an animal would roll around in the ground. فَظَاهِرَ أَنَّ عَمَارًا أَنَّ عَمَارًا يَعْلَمُ بِأَنَّهُ إِذَا فُقِدَ الْمَاءِ فَإِنَّ التَّيَمُّمْ يَنُوبُ عَنْهُ So, Ammar, radiyallahu anhuma, it looks like he knew. That if you can't find water, then you do tayammum. Even, huwa ya'lamu mashru'iyyatu tayammum. Lakinahu la ya'lamu kayfiyyata. So he knew about tayammum, but he didn't know how to make the tayammum. 
Because the ayah which mentions tayammum is general. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَاءُ عَلَىٰ سَفَرِنَا وَجَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ مِّنَ الْغَائِطِ وَلَمَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا It's general. Make the tayammum from the sa'id. لِكَوْنِهِ لَا يَعْلَمْ كَيْفِيَةَ التَّيَمَّمْ ظَنَّ بِاجْتِهَادِهِ أَنَّ التَّيَمَّمْ يَكُونُ فِي جَمِيعِ الْبَدَنِ كَمَا أَنَّ الْإِخْتِسَالِ يَكُونُ فِي جَمِيعِ الْبَدَنِ So because he didn't know how to make the tayammum properly at the time, he assumed that the tayammum is for all of the body, just like the ghusl is for all of the body, because he was in Janaba. So he used this judgment of his he thought ghusl normally is all of the body from Janaba, so tayammum all of the body. So he rolled around in the earth, in the ground, until the, uh, the soil it went all over him. Then, he came to the Prophet ﷺ and he told him, he said, this is what I did, this is how I rolled around for the tayammum, because I couldn't find any water, I was upon a state of Janaba. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, it would have been sufficient for you, it would have been sufficient for you to simply do this. And then he explained to him, he hit his hands into the ground once. He hit his ground, hand into the ground once. Once only hit his hands into the ground. Then he wiped with his left onto his right. His palms and then his face. Meaning that you didn't need to roll around to get the soil all over your body. It was sufficient to make the normal tayammum. The hands wipe it and the face wipe it. That would have been sufficient. The Prophet ﷺ explained uh, to uh, Ammar. Also, uh, in the narration which follows, explaining how to do this tayammum, uh, that one is muttafaqun alayhi, the narration of Ammar, radiyallahu anhuma. Then in al-Bukhari, وَضَرَبَ بِكَفَّيْهِ الْأَرْضِ وَنَفَخَ فِيهِمَا ثُمَّ مَسَحَ بِهِمَا وَجْهَهُ وَكَفَّيْهِ That he hit the ground with his palms, then he blew into them, then he wiped with them his face and his palms. That's what this narration says. ضرب سلم بيديه التراب ثم مسح سلم الشمال على اليمين وظاهر كفيه ومسح وجهه وفي رواية وضرب التراب سلم ثم نفخ في يديه ثم مسح بهما وجهه وكفيه. This hadith indicates the manner in which the tayammum was done. However, with this narration and the previous narration and the narration after it. All of them are speaking about the manner in which the tayammum is done. Do you hit the ground once? Do you hit the ground twice? Do you wipe the face? Do you not wipe the face? Uh, sorry, not. Uh, do, do you uh, wipe the hands? How do you wipe the hands? All of this is now the description of the tayammum. The description of how the tayammum is done. But inshallah ta'ala, unfortunately I have to leave. We will do this next time. The description of the tayammum. How are all these narrations explaining the tayammum needs to be done? How many times do you beat the hands onto the ground? What do you wipe? How many times do you wipe it? 
All of this, inshallah, the details of how to do the tayammum properly, inshallah ta'ala, we'll start with that next Saturday.